I did. Hello, I pressed, I pressed play Good morning. <laughs> Happy Friday morning, except to our friends Julie and Mark who watch this on uh, the next day. And so I don't That'll know if Saturday. it's Saturday. I don't know if you're going to watch this on Saturday it's like or they maybe they in, watch it on Monday. I'm not sure. They live in a different country. Julie, do you watch this on Saturday or will you watch it on Monday? Mm. Just she'll comment. And she'll message me when she watches it. Did you know that there's people that have already lived Friday? That blows my mind sometimes. I know. My brother is right now in China and it is 9 p.m. Tonight? Yeah. It's tonight. It's Friday night. Crazy how this round round earth. I felt really bad when I wished him a happy birthday when I woke up in the morning and I was like, oh, he's going to bed. Mm. But happens. he said it was okay. It is chilly in here. He and was, I'm hungry. He was celebrated. He said his friends delivered a cake to his door. And mm. I was like, oh, but real cake or Chinese, like Chinese, Chinese cake? Because that's a really big difference. <laughs> it's a big difference. <laughs> he said a real cake. Mm. It's hard to find. It is hard to find. I have not had... Yeah, it's just... I love the Asian food. Mm-hmm. But when it comes to desserts, mm-hmm. they just have not nailed it. Maybe they just have like a different love of desserts. Have you found an Asian dessert that you like? Yeah, give me your favorite yeah. Asian dessert. Like I even and it, like we could could like, be Vietnamese. It could be I think Japanese. There's some good. We we had a tea. We had a dessert drink called Chendal, and it had In it was kind of like bubble tea with coconut and stuff. But it like the dessert that they had was in a banana leaf, and it was a pack of rice with a brown sugar cube in the middle, like mm. sugar cane. Was no. it fried? No, it was oh. steamed in a banana leaf. Steamed in a banana leaf. It's just not yeah. good. Um, but our friends in 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 the Lebanon, they make great stuff. In even India, they have their little syrupy mm-hmm. stuff. Mm-hmm. Maybe there are some really delicious um, desserts that just haven't made it from the country of origin to like the <laughs> North Americanized <laughs> version, be, right? Be. Because when you go to a Chinese restaurant here, you're not really getting Chinese food. No, it's true. What's your favorite Asian dessert? If there is such a thing. Yes. Um, I think some of the best food in the world comes out of Lebanon. Like I've had mm. some real Lebanese food and, and it's incredible what they do culinary wise. a joy to get invited to a wedding that is of a different culture. It is. It is. And because I would say like out. any culture, like if you are not of North American culture and you are hosting a wedding. Any wedding. that You're doing it. You're going to do we've it. We've been to right. weddings where it's Canadian and there's hog roasts and there's, true, you know, brisket true, true. and there's, you know, true. roasted chicken or smoke. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The hog roast was a good wedding. <laughs> Um, I, so I think weddings, people go all out, all out. Some weddings, we didn't. Some wedding. <laughs> no, I think we went all, we got married at the mill, at the mill restaurant back then. Now it's a brewery. How fitting. How ironic. How ironic. That is irony. There's no better definition of irony. You know what's That real? I married, that I married you, who I had to pick up from the bar at 4 a.m. I was pretty sure you weren't showing up for our wedding day. Hi, Megan. And I picked you up from the bar at 4 a.m. and still walked down the aisle. I don't know what I was thinking. Our wedding was at 4 p.m. So you were kind of sobered up by then-ish. Mm-hmm. Kind of. Sort of. Probably still tripping on something. I, I wasn't on. 
I think you didn't I think, trip on the carpet though. I, I so that think was good. my declaration was um, of. I think it counted. It counted. It counted. You were a sober mind yeah. enough to. What did you make me think about those twelve hours oh, of sobering up? Here is the ultimate. What did you say? Irony. 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 My grandfather, out of the out of the the war, he started businesses. One of the first businesses he started was making donuts. He was a chef in the in the army. Your grandfather. My grandfather. Yes. Uh, and Percy. What did he want to do? His wife. Wanted to open grandma a coffee shop, coffee shop, donut and sell shop. donuts. And someone and he they didn't do it. No, he sold donuts door to door, and then they started selling eggs, and then it grew into a butcher shop and a grocery store. And 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 then imagine. And then. So then, when we came to Canada, we took over the the. By then, it was a furniture store and a motel. And after all of that left, and we left, and we came to here. Right now, on that site in Sudbury, is a Tim is Hortons, a Tim Tim Hortons donuts and coffee. If it's it's incredible, they had gone with the coffee shop idea. Tim Hortons could have been called Percy's. Percy's. Oh my goodness! Imagine <laughs> Percy's everywhere, <laughs> or Ruby's Ruby's Cafe. And I'm just I I can tell these stories because I believe that I was my grandfather's favorite child because i think i had something in me that i just wanted to be a part of something and he had Every... so much stuff going on and it, like gotta, so he would he would fill his furniture store by going to auctions and buying trailers like 30 53 foot trailers and bringing them back so then i had to be able to sort that anyway mm-hmm. carry on the best grandparents can i say one more story the best grandparents have somehow managed to let every grandchild believe that they are the mm, favorite. That could be true. But I think my family members would all agree with me. So my name was Chonison. He couldn't say Jonathan. So Chonison, because they're German or Mennonite. Yes, and German. so what he would do is that he would have the block of Neapolitan ice cream and he would say, Chonison, what flavor do you want? It's not a scoop. He cuts it into three. So I get to pick a flavor. What was my flavor? Chocolate every time. Chocolate every time. Your poor brother. All right. Here we go. We are going to do our contemplative meditation where we take an idea out of a reading. This is life in recovery, the codependent, the excitaholic, the adrenaline addict. And I'm just a plain, simple substance abuse guy. Who destroyed everyone's life. Yeah, but you needed it. (laughs) Um, I thrived on it. You used me for your adrenaline. I did. I did. All right, so we're going to take an idea out of this and carry it through the day and let God speak to you about it. Here we go, November the 5th. Once there was a very nice girl whose neighbor told her about Al-Anon and the 12-step program. The girl was very proud and only reluctantly admitted that her brother was wrecking the family by his excessive drinking. She went to a few meetings but always hesitated When her neighbor invited her, it seemed this very nice girl felt a little above the kind of people who came to talk about their drunken relatives. But the neighbor, a dedicated Al-Anon, realized that she had not yet learned the importance of humility in coping with life's problems. Hmm. She would criticize the way people talked at meetings commented that some of them were uneducated and used 
faulty grammar, and so on and so on. Finally, after working with her patiently, the neighbor managed to convince her that the most important thing about the program was the way we help each other through love and mutual concern for each other's problems. And the most important way to get that help was to listen to what is said and not how it is said. <coughs> Listening to what is said and not how it's said. Sorry. One day, the neighbor who read the Bible each morning and evening came across a paragraph that she thought would be helpful, and it was. This is what it said. Hold on to your seatbelts. Put your helmets on. This is what the Bible reading said. What do you think it said? There are, it may be, so many kinds of voices in the world, and none of them is without significance. Mm. This is from the 14th chapter of 1 Corinthians, verse 10. Love. Made it clear to the girl that she would find answers from uncritical listening. And she did. Oh, this is a beautiful girl. We grow in humility. I come in into recovery as a critic. They could do this better. They could have a better program. The, the food I've, could be better. I've never heard anyone start at meetings and say, oh, finally, I've found my perfect. home. These are my, perfect. this is so comfortable. I just love it here. The temperature is perfect. <laughs> the coffee is absolutely gorgeous. Good job. Everybody has made this perfect for me. I just, I, this is exactly what I needed. My friend Connor no one. was sharing at Ashes to Rubies last Saturday and he did a song at the end and a fantastic song that he just wrote and he got up there and he says, I've only memorized like 50, maybe 75%, 75, 75 yeah. of it. And he goes, I'm just going to do my best. And when I run out, I run out. And he goes, my sponsor said that when you're humiliated, you become humble. <laughs> and I thought of that. Really like, how do, I, how do I act in humility? I stop being the critic. Mm -hmm. I stop thinking that it could be better. It, like, I always think of critics. Like, mm -hmm. what qualification do you need to be a critic? Especially at a 12-step meeting or at a church meeting. or So, my critical voice did help me along a little bit. I remember going to Al-Anon and sitting in a room with like 10, maybe 10 people going around the circle. They're sharing. And I remember getting to a moment of like, I am not going to be like these women. Mm. They are 70 years old and tiptoeing mm. around an alcoholic. And I, I was super critical. I was super judgmental. I was like, Oh, no. I mean, I'm, like, not even 30, and I'm like, oh, this is not going to be my life. So that did motivate me to make change. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I see how judgmental I was. I can see how judgmental I was because I cannot determine what anybody should do in their relationship, whether they should stay in the relationship, leave the relationship. Like, that, you know, giving that kind of advice is not helpful because I didn't listen to anybody else. I needed that voice to come from And inside. that's why it takes some of us longer to get sober than others. <laughs> <laughs> but for me, like being willing to listen and then I did become willing to listen. And I remember like in early, early, like coming out of our chaos days, like early, early sobriety, sobriety days, going to churches and going to mm. seminars and mm. going to marriage conferences and like 
wanting to just like criticize everything, wanting to roll my eyes. But I remember for some reason, I just started saying like, I can learn something here. Like one thing, there can Mm -hmm. be one thing that I come out of here that's going to be valuable for me. And so I was pretty much in such a desperate place that I was willing to go anywhere and everywhere Mm -hmm. because Mm -hmm. I needed a different life. You Mm -hmm. know, like I need a different life or I'm going to, I'm going to kill myself or I'm going to kill you. Like I think Mm. it started with, I was going to kill you. I needed a different life so badly. And so it was like everywhere I go and I need to go everywhere possible because there's no other option. I have to learn something, Mm -hmm, take mm -hmm. something away. And see, I can flip flop. I can be the critic of going like, and then I can be, I like not so humble, but I can just listen and get something out of lots of things that I actually miss that I like, Sometimes there's stuff that I shouldn't be listening to. Like right, that, right, That's right, kind of right. even like a, maybe not a great teaching, but like, I feel like I can get a lot out of it. Like I get stuff out of it. So I think like I can flip flop of like my one mentor used to tell me that it's all about, you know, you get a meal, you're presented with this, whatever it is, whether mm-hmm. you're going to a meeting or a church service or a Bible study. And it's like, sometimes there's fish there. It's a fish meal and you just got to spit out the bones. And sometimes he goes, I've eaten a lot of meals with a lot of bones <laughs> and yeah. you just put them on the side and, and, and maybe that's not the, the fellowship that you're really a part of, but you can still get something out of anything. I feel like the key to growing in humility, uh, one simple key is listening. And yeah. I know like in my early years, I just wanted to talk. I wanted to talk. I had so much inside. I had so much pain. I just wanted to get it out. I think humility, especially working one-on-one with people, we're not trying to solve all their problems. Yeah. And you had said that earlier. And I had said that um, I had a situation this week where I just listened. And sometimes that's really hard. But I'm not here to be God for anybody or to anybody. And there's a lot of people that we work with that have money problems and social problems and Mm -hmm. kid problems and payment problems. And it's like... I'm not here to solve your problems, mm-hmm. but I'm here to take you to one that can. Mm-hmm. And so when you get the spirit of God to lead you and to encourage you and to um, grow you, then he's going to solve all of your problems. And I'm convinced of that. Mm-hmm. Um, Thanks so much for spending time with us. Thank you so much. <laughs> Have a great weekend. Um, and I, yeah. I, how do we walk in humility? How do we be listeners? and not critiquers how do we Mm -hmm. and and what did megan say it can be listen to what it says and not how it said Mm -hmm. that's a good Mm -hmm. shuffling of my mind of how i listen all right much love keep the peace be of good behavior and we will see you uh hopefully this weekend or monday take care bye